ijapan lo sajo won ni igba olomade oni o digba ti o n ba te ajanaku otu loju alaja oni igba ja o gbodo topa irin ajaja soge aparo abaya kelu aja tun le pa ekun iyonu lonwa aja ki roro ko so oju le meji Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. I'm your host, Pidemi Ologunde. This episode features a special guest, Wuraola Treble Ni Ogunsoya, who is my friend, my wife's long-term friend and sister. On this episode, we'll be analyzing five Yoruba proverbs that describe concepts such as self-awareness, overreaching, and excessive behavior. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, my guest and I humbly crave the indulgence of our parents and elders before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So hi and welcome to this episode of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. On this episode, I have a special guest, my friend, my wife's long-term friend and sister, Wuraola Treble Ni Ogunsoya. So to start with, could you briefly introduce yourself for our listeners? Because I would say Awa Niye, Awa Niye. Have you? But yes, this is Wuraola Treble Ni Ogunsoya, meaning... My last name used to be Ogunsoya before mm. it became Treble after mm. marriage. Mm. Um, I'm originally from Ekpe, mm. Lagos, Nigeria. Mm. Original Yoruba, born and great. Mm. But I guess mm. we'll, 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 we'll test ourselves today to see how much <laughs> I'm original. Yep. <laughs> how much yep. I'm still original, so we'll see. Thanks for thanks for joining us. So to start with, could you take the first proverb for us? Okay, so the first one is Ajakin Roro Kosho Ojul meaning a dog is never so fierce to be able to guard two doorways. Hmm. Hmm. I think what comes to mind when I look at this is, you know, also the English proverb. I don't know if it's hmm. really a proverb, but that says you can't serve two masters. You know, a man can't serve two masters. So no matter how poor or how enabled you are, you can't, you know, dispose those powers in two places. You still right. have to choose one. Right. Um, I agree with that um, analysis as well, because hearing this proverb, it reminds us of some kind of duality going on. And like you mentioned, we cannot serve two masters. We can apply it to having two things to focus on at the same time, one would have to give for the other. And it could also mean maybe some ideas we are trying to flesh out and we're trying to flesh out two ideas at the same time would end up having to focus on one idea at the expense of the other. So as always, you're about I like provide... that expense. <laughs> yep. I like that expense because it's not yep. that it's not possible. Yep. one will have to pay for it. Yep. And as always, Yoruba proverbs always give us deep things to think about in so many perspectives. So thanks for this this analysis. So um, I'll take the second proverb we have here. Um, Aja tonle longwa. So this translates to a dog that chases a tiger is looking for trouble. 
So what this means to my understanding is we we should know our limits. We shouldn't overreach um, on anything we attempt to do. But when it's time to to give up or um, hand over to or ask for help, we should always be willing to do that. And there's also the danger angle because this proverb particularly talks about a dog chasing a tiger. So, of course, we know that the, the two animals have maybe the similar genetic grandparents or something, but then a, a dog is domesticated, a tiger is not domesticated. And if even if the, the tiger decides to let the dog chase it, at the end of the day, the, the tiger would come out, the wild side of the tiger would come out and it would cause trouble for the dog. It may not end up causing death for the dog. It may just be like scratches or some some kind of wildness that the dog would experience simply because the dog was chasing something or someone it shouldn't be chasing. So this, again, is something that has several perspectives, several meanings. So um, what's your take on this proverb? Hmm. I definitely agree with knowing your place because hmm. just to personalize it a little bit, a dog has four legs, a tiger has four legs. A dog has a tail, a tiger has a tail. So at first... When you look at each other, you feel like I can take this on. We have the same features, like you said, but mm. one is definitely stronger than the other. One mm. is definitely faster than the other. And mm. one definitely has sharper dentition than the other. You will not know until you take on <laughs> the other one. So it's better to know your place, no matter right. the similarities that you can see on the onsets, right? Right. So thanks for, thanks for that um, analysis. Could you take the third proverb, please? The true test. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Adajasogi uh, Akwaru Abayakelu, which means the unusually spruced up partridge now swells his chest. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I think I can relate this to a lot of things that are happening on social media today. When you have people using filters i think that's the most <laughs> gen z way i can explain right, you know right. someone that puts on a filter on snapchat or instagram and the next thing that's all we see and then you start to become proud in hmm. the new you know beautification hmm. it's almost as if you become someone else hmm. once you've been given a platform hmm. you 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 know you go far away from who you really are or who you've mm. been because you've been given a platform. That's how I think this translates. Right. That's that was actually one of the things that came to mind for me as well. I just immediately thought of social media and this proverb again is is just a very short proverb that carries a lot of meaning. Aparu Abayakelu. So this says the aparo is a bird, and the first part of the proverb is basically saying an unusually spruced up partridge of course we all know birds don't do makeup but this is just a play on words in the yoruba language as always okay. and now we are saying that the partridge which is not even like a beautiful bird in the first instance it's not like a peacock that is beautiful with beautiful feathers and so on it's not like the dove that has a plain white um, plumage it's just okay. a basic bird so now we are saying oh this basic bird has been made not basic is now swelling up his chest. So what should the peacock say? What should the dove exactly. say? The, the ones that are naturally beautiful. Mm -hmm. What should they say? But this this partridge is now coming out to, to walk proudly. So 
like you mentioned, there's this social media analogy saying people who are basically nothing, people who are basic, and then they get on social media, they press one or two clicks, and the filter makes them look like who they are not. Now they go around claiming they have, I mean, they've, they've arrived and so on. What this They have improved tend- features. Yeah, yeah. And deep down, they know that this is not true. Some of them will say they have fuller hair, they have clear skin, but they don't have any of these things. So to me, it just means anyone who finds themselves in affluence all of a sudden, they tend to consume in excess. So that's something mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. coming to mind for me for this proverb. And mm-hmm. like yeah. the social media angle, now you find yourself getting attention on social media, then you now consume that social media in excess to the detriment of every other aspect of your life. If it's in terms of literal money, someone who just suddenly finds themselves, maybe it's like tax season and you find yourself with some tax returns, then you start to consume in excess without thinking about saving or putting some things in investment. And so You've on. arrived. Yeah, it's just so many ways to, to explain this this proverb. And uh-huh. thanks, thanks for your analysis on, on this proverb as well. So I'll go ahead and take the fourth proverb. Um, we have here... So this basically translates to the elephant doesn't break and run at the sight of dogs. Therefore, someone with 200 dogs dare not stalk an elephant. Mm. So again, I'll take this again. The elephant doesn't break and run at the sight of dogs. Therefore, someone with 200 dogs dare not stalk an elephant. So another proverb that talks about comparisons, and now we are seeing a comparison between two animals, the elephant Mm. and the dog. Of course, we know the elephant is maybe 300 times the size of even the biggest dog. And if there's an elephant in the forest and there's a dog nearby, the elephant would not even do as if there's something nearby. So now we have a hunter that has 200 dogs. That hunter shouldn't even dare to stalk an elephant, one elephant, with his 200 dogs because by nature, elephants and dogs is like saying something as big as, what's the biggest animal, like a whale, compared to an Mm -hmm. ant. That's something I can use as an example. So... Mm -hmm. Basically, this means we should be careful to know our limits. Whether you have 200 dogs or 500 dogs, by nature, a dog would never ever threaten an elephant. So maybe you need some some other animal to, to threaten the elephant, but you can come with 50 dogs, you can come with 200 dogs. It's not going to do anything to that elephant. So that's, that's my take on this program. What's, what's your take on it? Hmm. The first thing that came to mind here was confidence. Hmm. Right, and that is from the elephant. Hmm. Now, for the elephant not to be able to break and run at the sight of dogs, because yes, it could look like a lot in numbers, you know, dogs right. in numbers, right. they start to bark at you, they come with such force and everything. Hmm. But because the elephant in its nature, like you said, is such a big animal, to him it's like two or you know, to its rather, it's like hmm. two hundred ants matching hmm. at it. So for the hunter, that's someone with 200 dogs that wants to stalk the elephant. I feel like, you know, to personalize it, 
the simplest thing I can say is if you are going to face someone with that amount of confidence, you have to come correct at the same mm. level. Mm. So it's not going to be a volume. It's not going to be, a, it's not, you, you can't come at volume. You have to right. come holistically. Quality versus quantity. Level. Exactly. Hmm. So if you like bring 1,000 dogs, bring it, you will meet the elephants where it is and the elephants want to move. Hmm. Thanks for that perspective. Um, it, it made yeah. made me think of some something that happened back in school. Um, there was an assignment. We were supposed to submit the assignment, and there's this group of Indian guys. They like to feel like they they know everything, and they if you go meet them to oh, could you explain how we we went about this assignment? They would just act as if you are disturbing them. So the, the exam came, and the professor gave everyone a curveball. And it was basically something unexpected. So these guys were, mm. I mean, it was obvious they didn't know how to figure it out. But my, my group that we all studied together, we kind of had an idea of what the man was going to bring out. And we ended up at least not even guessing it correctly, but at least we were able to try something. So this just made me remember this. Um, this yeah, the comparison saying the professor is, I guess, the elephant. And this group mm -hmm. of other guys thinking they, they have, they've arrived, they, they think they can answer anything the professor brings. The professor has been teaching for like 30-something years and you, you are in grad school for just one semester and you think you can match mm -hmm. the professor because you've done a few assignments and so on. So this, this right. is the closest I can think of when this proverb um, came on. So nice, nice oh, yeah. proverb. <laughs> yep. It is. It's really definitely one to think about. Um, could you take the final? Okay. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I have the last one. Ijapan losajo onigba wulomade oni odigba tumbate. And this means a tortoise sets out on a journey. They asked when he would return. He replied hmm. that not until after he has been disgraced. Hmm. Hmm. Anytime I hear tortoise. I just remember <laughs> all of the folklore that we grew up on, on yep. how the tortoise is such a corny animal and, yep. um, you know, how the tortoise broke his back is always maybe through some corny behavior that it, even yep. though most of those stories were just folklore, they were, you know, majorly metaphorical. Right. But if you look at it, there's really no, um, I don't know. There's really nothing you can attach to a tortoise per se, apart from it being a slow animal. I don't think I've ever heard it being described any other way or with any other purpose, you know. Right. And that's just me personally. The, um, would I say, the zoologists that study animals, I hope I'm right on that, but yeah, those yeah. that study <laughs> animals will probably have a different opinion on this, but hmm. that's that's what I think. That's as far hmm. as the tortoise, right? But if I'm going right. to personalize it and put it in terms of translation towards, you know, human life and everything, right. I feel like if you set out on an objective, on a purpose, or, you know, on anything, basically, but hmm. you do not have a purpose, you don't have a plan, you don't have a direction, hmm. you would end up being disgraced. Hmm. You have to have a direction on any path that you choose. You have to have some sort of guidance, you know. And if you don't, and you just keep going on that journey, at the end of the day, you would be lost or be hmm. disgraced or be embarrassed, you know. Hmm. That's a very insightful comment and analysis. And I agree because, like you mentioned, 
the stories we've heard, and I'm sure this is also applicable in so many other cultures and tribes all over the world, the tortoise is known for being slow. And that's mm-hmm. that's about it. Some other things about tortoise and that group of animals is like they, you see them on the road and you just think, what's this thing doing here? And you can't even kill them. Even other animals cannot kill and eat the tortoise because once they sense threats, they just withdraw into their shell until the threat goes away. And dogs would bark at the shell and the dog would get tired of barking and just leave. Um, other animals would maybe peck at the hard shell. They would realize this right. was probably a stone or something and they would just leave. And maybe until a car runs over the tortoise or something or someone just grabs the tortoise and throws it far away, which is probably one of the disgrace, disgraceful incidents that the tortoise would face. So what this translates for me is some people won't change their behavior until they are disgraced. So the, the tortoise is going on a journey. God knows where the tortoise is going. And then people care enough to ask, oh, when are you going to return? Not like the tortoise returning would do anything for them or otherwise. And then the tortoise says until he has been disgraced. And then I'm sure the people that ask are like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> you'll be fine. I guess we'll yep. hear about you when you're disgraced. <laughs> yeah, or dead or something. It's just, so this is something to, again, Yoruba proverbs, like I always say, they come at you one way and they make you want to just think about so many different... There's always an underlying meaning. Right. So um, that's that's all we have for this episode of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Um, thanks once again, our sister and friend and family friend and longtime friend and everything, everything. Hopefully next time... I really enjoyed my time here and I hope <laughs> I've been able to prove that I'm still an original Yoruba girl. <laughs> yep, definitely, definitely. Hopefully next time we invite you to come and drop some knowledge for us, you will be ready to join us. Anytime, mm-hmm. you know, anytime. So thanks, thanks once again. Talk to you next time. All right, bye. Bye. The Yoruba Proverbs Podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowale Productions. Audio engineering and graphic design by Bidemi Ologunde. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolari Ologunde and Toby Loba Ologunde. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review the Yoruba Proverbs Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bidemi at bidemiologunde.com. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if you find it valuable and your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.